Affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall, I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. I I couldn't think of a better start to the new year and new term, ladies. What a privilege for us to be together in this way and to wait for the Lord. He's our portion, our reward, if you like, because we're trusting in him. What a promise that your, his compassions, sorry, are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. And we wait for him now, Lord. We wait for you now, Lord, to come among us and be with us as we worship, to be with us as Caroline speaks. We're blessed by her gift for teaching. And uh, we pray your blessing then on our groups and all we want to share. In your holy name, Lord. Amen. And there's one notice. Uh, Oh, I think it's gone away. Right, okay. So Flourish Explore Evening. uh, And it's for people interested in volunteering with Flourish, which, of course, um, you'll know because we had had the um, the ladies come and talk about it, Hannah. And, um, yeah, it's Tuesday the 30th of January at 7 p.m. Forest Coffee House in Kenilworth. Uh, That sounds very good. And, yeah, Flourish is for young girls. Caroline will send the link out to us if anybody wants to know. Thank you, Caroline. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to worship. Thank you, Helen. Good morning, everyone. Do stand up if you're able to. For those that might not know me, my name is Caroline, and I'm part of the team here. And uh, I'm delighted to share a few thoughts with you this morning. Um, Where Liz says we have a new term, which means we have a new theme. And this term, we are going to be looking at the early chapters of Acts. It might seem like we're a term too early because traditionally we would do this kind of teaching at Easter within church and church groups and everything. But actually, uh, certainly where we are as St. Paul's, it fits in really well as we look to grow new worshipping communities and we look to reaching out to our, uh, our local community to spread the good news. So this term, we are looking at those early chapters. Uh, it's quite a short term, so we haven't got time to go through the whole book. Um, if you uh, enjoy reading, may I suggest that actually you read the book of Acts because it is really exciting about how the early church grows. So, uh, this week we are looking at the first 11 verses of the first chapter. I'm going to read it to you, so bear with me. It will be on the screens, I hope. And thank you, Anna. And uh, Acts is kind of like Luke part two. So Luke is the author. Um, It follows on from his gospel. And it says, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote all about that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. 
On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So there we are. This is the story of Jesus' ascension. So I'm just going to pray and then we'll crack on. Father God, I thank you for your words. I thank you that you speak to us through your words. And I pray this morning that uh, as I share my thoughts, may they be your thoughts and your heart, and may you speak to each one of us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So here we are. Uh, Jesus returns to heaven. Uh, It sounds like it's quite a dramatic exit, being taken up. Can you imagine what that's like watching? I think that would be quite thrilling and a bit uh, bewildering at the same time. But Jesus needs to return to heaven because by returning to heaven, Jesus is uh, acceding his throne. You know, last year we had the coronation of King Charles and we had all this glorious pomp and ceremony and this incredible um, just event, you know, so much going on. Um, And that's, you know, our earthly king's coronation. But this is kind of Jesus' coronation. He goes back to his heaven, uh, his father in heaven, to sit on his throne. And uh, it's the culmination of his time on earth. We know we're post-resurrection. He has died. He's done what he came to do. Uh, He's risen again. He's created the way forwards for an eternal relationship with God. And now it's time for him to return. And as he does so, he's having a chat with his disciples. Now, I, I don't know this to be gospel truth, but I think this is probably the same time that Jesus gives the Great Commission, but he also instructs his disciples to stay in Jerusalem and to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Now, for those of us that have been Christians for some time, we'll know that actually the Holy Spirit does show up a few days later And when the Holy Spirit comes by his power in that moment, which I think Dawn is going to speak more on next week, it sparks a really rapid growth of the early church. Jesus is the foundation of the church, and what he did is the very crux of the Christian faith. Our faith is built on his life, his teachings, his death, and his resurrection. He is the reason for our faith. And our lives should really reflect that. It's absolutely key that we build our life on, on those principles. And we need to include him in our plans. 
you know, it says in the Bible in Psalm 127 verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. You know, we need to include him in what we're thinking. I've once heard someone say, we love to make our plans. And then God looks at us and laughs at our plans and goes, actually, I'm doing it this way. You know, so, I mean, it's not a bad thing to have a plan for the future. But actually, we need to be including God along the way. Because if we don't, they might not be as successful as they might be as if we had included him. You know, and... And actually, including God is laying a really strong foundation for what's coming next. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about foundations now. Uh, I think there's a slide. I'm going to show you an example of why we need a good foundation. When I was a teenager, this was the sister church to the one that I attended. We had a joint youth group and... um, I did my kind of teenage youth group with the youth group from there. We gathered together. We did lots of things together. And uh, I was confirmed in that church at the age of 13. Uh, My granddad's funeral was in that church. You know, it was was a kind of significant church for me. However, I do remember it celebrated its 50 years. I think it was built in 1939. By 1989, they were having to do a real plug for uh, fundraising because it started, it has subsidence on one side. It was built on a clay base and it just started to crack. The church started to crack. So they're like, (gasps) so they had to do some fundraising. The church was underpinned. It had these massive steel rods holding one side of it up. Um, And then in roll on a few years more, they had to tear the church down because it was just crumbling. And uh, this is what was built in the place. It was actually a large plot of land. And so, you know, builders, plots and everything, they rejiggled it all. And they built this massive church, which now houses three different congregations. There is a Korean congregation, an Anglican congregation, and a Methodist congregation that all meet. And that is just called the Ruxley Church now. But it's a really good visual aid of why foundations... (coughs) Excuse me. Bear with me. I've got a frog in my throat. It's a really good visual aid of why good foundations are so important. Because if we haven't got a good solid foundation, our buildings start to crack and they don't stand the test of time. It's like the story we read in the Gospels of the house that was built on the rock and the house that was built on the sand. The one built on the sand... The waves come in, crash it down. The one built on the rock stands firm. And so uh, with that kind of analogy, we think building our lives around Jesus, who is our strong foundation, is the best way to go. Bringing this closer to home, another visual aid, I'm sure everyone's aware that our church is 150 years old this year. And um, if you're not, our church is 150 years old this year. (laughs) And um, outside the office door, there is a cornerstone, which has, it's called the foundation stone, and it has the inscription, to the glory of God, this foundation, can't speak, the foundation stone of St. Paul's Church was laid by William Wills Esquire, 15th of May, 1873. This church took a year to build, so by Ascension Day, 1874, 
uh, the church was open and holding its first worship service. And as a church this year, we are celebrating that incredible milestone. Uh, I had a look to see what cornerstone meant in the dictionary because cornerstone is, uh, that, that stone is a cornerstone and it's used in buildings and it means it's something of great importance that everything else depends on. In Psalm 118, verse 22, it says that Jesus is the cornerstone that was rejected. And then in Ephesians 2.20, Paul writes, saying that the Gentiles are fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. So we have that... um, building analogy that Jesus is very much in the foundations and that's what we should be building um, our lives and our faith on. Going back to our text this morning, as Jesus is physically leaving, he promises to send help. He knows that we can't do life on our own. And he doesn't expect us to. It's always in his plan to give him, to give us some help. He's talked about the Holy Spirit. He's talked about um, the fact that he will never leave nor forsake us. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in because the Holy Spirit is the presence of God in everyday life. He equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped. When God asks us to do anything... Uh, He gives us what we need, and he does that by giving us the Holy Spirit. He doesn't expect us to do stuff without him. He doesn't want us to do stuff without him. And he knows that actually our human frailties mean that we can't do uh, kingdom work without him because it doesn't work. And he has this, all these plans for us, and he just invites us to join in. He just wants us, you know, he asks us, and we respond. It's not about what we do. It's not about who we are. It's all about him and our response to him and what he's done. Before Jesus leaves, as I mentioned earlier, he gives us the great commission. He's talking to his disciples, but his word is eternal. And so he's speaking as much to us as he is to the disciples. This is what he says in Matthew 28, 20. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age." So here Jesus is saying, go out to everybody, all nations, you know, leave no one out. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. So we are to, you know, take God's word and put it into practice to show other people the way forward. Jesus is with us to the very end of the age. He will not forsake us or abandon us. It says so here, he's brought the Holy Spirit to us. We know this to be true. And he wants us to do his kingdom work. And it might not be, 
great rallies, you know, of the Billy Graham style where hundreds of people come and hear somebody. I mean, there is a place for that, but actually kingdom work these days is more in about the relational, is more about getting alongside people and leading by example and just chatting to people, actually. You know, if we heard lots recently about how just offering to pray for somebody, it's scary, but if people... Um, we know and love, or maybe even strangers, if you're brave enough, if someone's distressed, it should be natural for us to say, can we pray for you? We believe in a God who can do something about this. But we're all terrified of rejection. And I think that it puts us off doing it because we don't want to put people off us. And I totally get that. I am definitely someone who fears rejection. But actually, God equips us to do what he wants us to do. And sometimes we just need to be bold. We will be looking a bit later in the term at being bold and being courageous. Jesus encourages us to be servant-hearted. I'm sorry, I can't speak well this morning. He was servant-hearted. He was the greatest example of servanthood that there is. You know, the king of kings comes down to earth and washes smelly disciples' feet you know, and says, this is the way forward. And I think, you know, that's very humbling. It would have been for him, it is for us. And obviously, church is far more about the people than it is about the building. I mean, every community in this country has a church building, whether it is still worshipped in or whether it's just now a beautiful historical landmark. And we have some incredible church buildings in this country, actually, that were built in honor of the glory of God. And um, that's amazing. But a church building is no good to anybody if it doesn't have any people in it. Um, I was having a chat with someone this morning who said it's really sad that some churches are declining in numbers. And, you know, that, that breaks our hearts. We don't want that to happen. And so, you know, we need to do our part in encouraging others to uh to come to faith to to even just discover jesus you know i mean we we run alpha courses there are other other exploratory courses out there it doesn't even have to be a course it's just chatting to someone by being us by being filled with the holy spirit by being followers of the way there should be something inherently attractive about us that actually will draw people to us and then we can say well this is my friend Jesus, that's why I'm like I am. I mean, it's quite ideological, but that's kind of what we aim for, isn't it? Is to be that attractive, shining the light in the darkness. This building itself has been around for 150 years, and I just thought it would be fun to look at the changes that have happened in that 150 years. So 150 years ago, as this church was being built, Queen Victoria was sat on her throne. I still can't get my head around that. She was a real person. She was on the throne. And there have been seven monarchs since we're now on King Charles III, as we know. You know, the RAF, two world wars, a number of conflicts, radio, telephones, television, um, you know, cars coming to mass production, so many changes we've seen in the last 150 years. It's really quite impressive. Aeroplanes, the Titanic, and beyond. 
You know, if I stood here dressed like this 150 years ago, I would probably have been stoned because trousers and a woman preaching, good grief. Um, but things have moved on. We have moved on. The building still stands. However, you know, the people may have changed. There has been a worshipping community in this building for 150 years, which is really quite incredible. But the Church of Christ has been worshipping for over 2,000 years. And I think buildings come and go, people come and go. We all play our part in building God's kingdom. He, he equips us to do the job he's called us to do. But really, the one thing that doesn't change at any point is God. He remains the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is the same as he was when Jesus was born, when he created the earth and everything in it. And he's the same today. He is our loving Heavenly Father. And he uh, just longs for his children to come to know him. And so I think, you know, in times of trouble, where do we go? We look to Jesus. Jesus is the foundation of our faith and should be the place where we feel safest, the place that we feel that we can go to when we're in times of trouble. And it, that should be so exciting to us that we want to go and tell other people. We want to encourage people who are struggling in some way. Um, you know, this is really good news. Jesus died for our sins. This is our eternal salvation, and it's open to everybody. And so, you know, all this has come because Jesus came to earth, and he went back to heaven, and he's given us his Holy Spirit. So let's fix our eyes on Jesus. As it says in Hebrews, he is the author and the perfecter of our faith. It began with him. He's with us in the middle. He'll be there at the end. And uh, when we fix our eyes on him, we're taking our eyes off ourselves and our kind of worldly troubles. And we're looking at him who is above all things and can do immeasurably more than we can ever imagine or fathom. And so um, that's what we... Uh, by fixing our eyes on Jesus, we need to be that shining light in our community. So let's praise our God for the gift of Jesus. That he is now in his rightful place on his throne as king of kings above all things. And best of all, he is there preparing our place for him. Yeah, our place to be with him. But for everyone else too. And uh, one day he will return. And it says he'll return in the same way that he went up to heaven. And my childish brain, fun fact, I was just thinking about this the other day, thinking if we see him descending from heaven in the UK, how does that work in Australia if everybody sees him back? I haven't got the answer to that question, but I just know that when Jesus returns, there will be no doubt. There may be false teaching along the way. There will be no doubt when Jesus returned that it is Jesus who's come back. And um, however he chooses to do that will be mind-blowing and beyond physics and logic. So maybe it will happen at the same time all over the world. I don't know. Anyway, he is coming back and we need to be ready for him. And uh, this is exciting time. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at how the early church came together how uh, they operated as a, a group of people, what their principles were, how 
um, how the early church spread. And hopefully, my prayer is that it will inspire us in some way to reach out to other people um, in our lives, in our daily lives. And as I said, it doesn't have to be big and dramatic. It can be uh, soft and gentle. But the important thing is that we do it and that we share the good news of our God and our salvation. I think I'm going to leave it there, actually. So let's just be still for a moment and think about um, what's been said, see if anything struck you, um, and then in a couple of minutes I'll pray and we'll go into our groups. So much that you are unchanging that you are steadfast, that you are faithful, that you are loving, and that your character is always the same. We thank you that we can lean on you in times of trouble and help us, Lord, to be bold in sharing this good news with those around us. In Jesus' name, amen.